Bearcat Bounce Podcast back at it again. That this meeting is being recorded is going to get me for the first few times that we have it. But uh, yes, this meeting is being recorded. Yes, that means it's time for the BBP here on BearcatJournal.com. I am Brent Young, as always, joined by Aaron Smith. Aaron, how are we? Exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah. Chad Brendel, how are we? pretty tired i'm pretty tired but i'm good i'm good i i i love that we're back like it feels like the business is complete again because there was there's definitely been something missing over the last 15 16 months and last night was the first time it really felt like here we go so that's because i was there with you right no you had nothing to do with it (laughs) And I do like Chad's uh, little little baritone voice tonight. He's got a little bit of a, I mean, who who do we can like uh, go to like maybe a little Godfather esque little little if you put a little Italian so, twang to it, could be nice. So I I got my second COVID shot Thursday. Woke right. up Friday with no voice. Oh, and uh, so that was your it's, side effect, huh? That was my side effect. Perfect perfect side effect right like right we'll get it we'll take his the guy that needs to talk we'll take his voice we're gonna um, have her arm hurt this guy's yeah. gonna have a mild fever this guy's on radios and podcasts he let's take that voice away i like it. yeah so and then and then of course you know instead of resting it i did three hours of radio on friday i did three hours of radio on monday yeah i was at the uh fundraiser at neos on saturday which was loud and crowded and chaotic so you had to had to speak up so i have not rested my voice at all uh which is probably why it still sounds like this i mean it sounds good though i mean some people without it i mean like my voice when it's gone it's it's a lot of cracks it's a lot of uh friday i was i was popping and cracking friday pretty bad this is at least somewhat into the healing process i suppose this is like turn it turn it on about two thirty a.m. <laughs> right. Play some smooth R and B after you talk a little bit, and I'll I'll go to bed Welcome quite back. nicely. Right. A little Welcome funky back. cold Medina. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, eighty six point seven, the groove. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cut it back with a little bit of funky cold Medina. Not You're listening to Hollywood cold. <laughs> well, well, speaking of two thirty in the morning, I you know it seems as if that would mean. Probably about the time that you guys were leaving uh-huh. campus last night with a little bit of a Midnight Madness football edition. This staff, it, they, they do not miss. And I'm going to go on record saying I, I bet Mike Norvell down in Florida State, down there, stole the idea from the Bearcats. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he got wind of it and said, nope, let's do it. They, they you know what? I, I hated them when I was at Memphis. I'm going to try and take them <laughs> over here now. So Bearcats Midnight Madness Football Edition. It is something unlike anyone has ever heard because kind of this June 1st, like you mentioned, Chad, it's welcome back. This is the, the back to normal. Welcome back. Right. Well, well, Jadakus version or is it Nas? Is it Jadakus? No, Not no. Nas. Welcome back, Nas. Cotter. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Guess who's back? Yeah. That's not a rap song. That is a theme from a TV show in the 80s. Oh, well, Unbelievable. Same, same difference. Same difference. But Midnight Unbelievable. Madness, two people were there who can have accounts of exactly what took place. So my job now is going to take a step back 
and let those two people tell us exactly what in what went into this midnight madness what you were able to kind of build from it what you're able to see from it just first observations of the event itself aaron it was uh, something that not many teams have ever given a try to and it's something that seemed to be a pretty good success well so not to toot our own horns but i didn't see anybody else from the media there just saying Sus. just saying you, you know, you know the motto of Bearcat Journal. If they're going to open the doors and let us in, we're coming in. Even if it's at midnight on Memorial Day, on a holiday, even if Aaron's got to be at work early the next morning, we we go we gonna be there, and we were there. Right, we were represented. Right. Well, well, Aaron, tell me about it. So, you got there. I would imagine before midnight. Obviously, I think yeah. I saw you guys posting some things around eleven thirty last night. Yep. So we so, get there at 1130 yeah. and they, uh, you know, the, the coaches weren't even on the field until right before it started. The kids were not on the field at all. They weren't allowed to correspond whatsoever until that 1201 deadline. And they did stick to it. Um, they were, everyone was kind of chomping at the bit. You could kind of see like, you had the, the, the kids literally on the outside of Shakely and then the, the coaches kind of getting amped up as, you know, this is like their first time being around the kids in like two years in this kind of capacity. And so uh, they were, they were excited about it and especially doing something a little bit different. So finally the clock strikes midnight, if you will, with 1201 mm-hmm. and uh, they, they let the kids in and they came in and I believe it was uh coach coach page who gave them the, uh, kind of the let's go get them speech and Scruggs. was it Scruggs? Yeah. Scruggs. Um, kind of, kind of amped everybody up and, uh, you know, th- from there it was calisthenics and then we went right into drills. Okay. So was this cause it, it looked like it was kind of the get the players in front of your face. You haven't been able to really do that during this COVID year and kind of be able to see them firsthand what they bring on the football field. Is that kind of what the beginning of the initial midnight madness was, was, was getting the likes of a Luther Richardson out there, you know, and, and, and Tommy McIntosh and seeing exactly what they can bring on the field. Well, I mean, there's a couple, you know, a couple levels to things as there always is. Um, that you have your your main targets, right? You have your your Luther Richardson, you have your Max Claire, you have your Tommy McIntosh, um, and then you have some guys that you want to get an evaluation on. Mm-hmm. Guys like uh, what? Bryant. Let's see, Ty Bryant, Rodney Harris, uh, the wide receiver from Princeton. Um, you have some younger guys like I, I know they wanted to get a look at, at Jackson McGowan, who's a tight end from Miamisburg. They wanted to get a look at um, Charlie Kenrick, who's a 2022 kind of like an H-back type mm-hmm. from St. X. Um, so, you know, you have your main it, – it, it's, it, it's how a normal camp generally operates, just on a little bit smaller scale. But, you know, you, you have your guys you know that are your priorities, and then you have some guys that you want to get eyes on, and it was a good chance to make all of those things happen. And Um, it it was, it was very productive and, you know, most of it because it's such a small scale and and they did everything in an hour. Um, 
Right. So once they get warmed up, you know, then they went into positional drills uh, where everybody works with your position, you know, the position coach or whoever's running that station. Uh, and you did that for about, you know, they warmed up for about 10, 15 minutes. They did that for about a half hour. Uh, and then, you know, a, a version of one-on-ones basically uh, where you get Richardson throw into the, the wide receivers and tight ends and running backs uh, against the defensive backs that were in place. And next thing you know, it was, I mean, Aaron, it was quick, wasn't it? All of a sudden it was one twenty in the morning. It was over. It, it was over a little fast. You know, I, I was you know, kind of with you as far as, um, you know, just how quickly we went from calisthenics right into drills and then the one-on-ones. And then it was, it was over as, as quickly as it started, honestly. Uh, all of a sudden the kids are putting on jerseys and getting pictures taken and uh, just kind of getting the feel of being on campus, which again, you know, not to take it lightly, it was the, the fact that last year kids weren't able to do this. So it, it's just kind of, I think everybody felt just a collective sigh of relief. Like we made it. Uh, and, and it was For sure. nice to see. Uh, but, you know, because it's been so long, I think we all wanted to see a little bit more. I think the kids would have gone longer if they had been allowed to, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun out there. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about Luther Richardson. You know, it seems as if he's slowly building his name to being one of the top priorities for the staff to bring in and, and of course evaluate. And then of course, try and get on campus as a recruit. Uh, you know, I, I, the one thing that I see that I really like is the fact that Trent Dilfer is his head coach in high school. You know, I coming from Lipscomb Academy, there in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And and from the highlights that I saw from the other film I've seen, it looks like he can just flick of the wrist, fling that ball as far as he wants, wherever he wants. I, what is the reasoning behind his, you know, he's getting recruited, yes, but it seems as if someone with that kind of arm talent and, you know, someone with a head coach like a Trent Dilfer who has numerous connections everywhere, why do you think it's, it's kind of like he's under-recruited, maybe if you will, uh, and it kind of just seems like the Bearcats are the one really pushing as hard as they can to get him on campus and on the team. Well, that school in Tennessee, while it's coached by Trent Dover, is very small. Right. Um, you know, it's a, it's one of, it's in a private school division. It's, it's one of the smaller schools in the state of Tennessee that plays football. Um, so he didn't have a lot of hype. And then, you know, you don't go, you don't get to go to camps for a year. You don't get to showcase your arm. Right. So nobody knows like you're, you're, even though you're in Nashville and you're coached by a former NFL star, like your name is not one that's hot in recruiting circles, just, you know, because of the pandemic and because of the restrictions that were out there. Um, so you, you have to give Gino Gadulli a ton of credit for looking far and wide. And, and once, you know, Gavin Wimstad decided he was, he was headed to Rutgers that, that turned the focus on Richardson and uh, pretty obvious where he's at on their board. You know, the, this event, would you agree, Aaron, it had a feel that this event was kind of the Luther Richardson show? Well, I mean, at one point, you and I were kind of talking, and you had noticed that they lined up the kids essentially to – because they were – both Gino and, and Luther were throwing the ball during some of the drills at the same time, and they kind of lined up the kids to where as they switched sides – as they alternated with each throw that they were throwing to a Max Claire on one and then going right to Tommy McIntosh on the next. So, I mean, they, 
they obviously wanted to see him throwing to the top level talent that was there at the camp. And yeah, I mean, I think largely this camp focused around Luther and everybody else was kind of secondary as you had already talked about, you know, there being some tears to this whole thing. So always tears, which I mean, it's just, it's the nature of the beast in college recruiting. Now you can break through those tears. Like I, I can take you back to what that's four years ago. Now, five years ago. Now there was a, uh, a kid that was just kind of a, 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 he showed up at camp and he was a sophomore going into his junior year of high school. And all of us are looking at like, who is this safety that's just running around making plays? Jacob Dingle. Hmm. And it, so we went over afterwards, like, uh, you know, Hey, uh, kind of what's your deal. And he's like, yeah, my dad was, uh, my dad was a star here. <laughs> and uh <laughs> all of a sudden it clicked and it's like well better better put this kid on the radar so there definitely are kids uh that you know, i remember also um it was tommy tuberville's last summer here and uh sitting on the golf cart with tommy because i was uh, you know that was that was how tommy handled camps he just drove the golf cart around all the all the different individual stations keyword and, golf. uh he were golf, yeah. right? He had a sweet golf cart. Okay. He had a sweet. He brought it with him from Texas Tech. Okay, like it was customized. The governor was off, so it could it could haul. When you're getting to around campus. the colors there, yeah. yeah. So um, all of a sudden, this this kid hops in the back of the the golf cart to talk to Tommy, and Tommy gives me a look like get in the back. So I get in the back. The kid hops in the front, and it just happened to be Marcus Brown. Well, there we go. So, you know, the, the way that these camps work, man, it's, it, it's, you got to keep your eyes open because you never know who might, who might pop off, who might go from an unknown to a guy at the top of the list, but you also have a list and, you know, that list has levels to it. And Luther Richardson and, and Tommy McIntosh and, and a guy like Max Clare were definitely uh, at the top level on Midnight Madness. So Luther Richardson made it to the state championship last year. His mm -hmm. team did lose, but I mean, Trent Dilfer is all about them working hard to get back. So yet another winner that they're recruiting, which brings up Tommy McIntosh. His team did win the state championship and he's a big time wide receiver. Chad and Aaron, I think that you guys have, have kind of pinned down the fact that this is the staff. The, the, that the staff is looking at him at wide receiver because a lot of different places says you can morph into a tight end. He can, you know, he's got the size to do both and, you know, not really sure exactly where he projects at the next level. Is it, is it going to be wide receiver? And is that going to be a bigger factor where the staff can then kind of push harder to say, Hey, listen, we want you out there outside playing the role that an Alec Pierce played during his time with the Bearcats. So one of the things about Tommy, uh, when I was talking with him, as I interviewed him for, you know, Bearcat Journal, and you can find the article on the site, um, he did mention the fact that Cincinnati is the only school that's not talking about tight end. And he mentioned how much that means to him. And, you know, that, that something like that, I think, is being noticed by the staff. Like, I mean, he wasn't working with the tight end. I didn't end. see a tight end. I saw a wide receiver. He wasn't working with the tight ends. He ran very crisp, sharp routes. I th almost think that you'd be wasting his talent at a tight end spot because truthfully, I don't, we talked about it last night. He's not built the same as the tight ends that we've been 
seeing the Bearcats produce. I mean, I thought he was about 6'3". He wasn't like – I mean, he was tall, but – He's not... listed at 6'5 on, on 24-7. I, um, I didn't see a 6'5 kid. I, I, I thought he was 6'3 range. Maybe 6'4 on a good day. That's not to say that he won't grow. I mean, he's still young. But yeah, but I mean, I just from I, I didn't see a tight end. I saw an outside. I saw an out. I saw from the best receiver stage, on the field. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I saw from a similar stage, like a more developed Alec Pierce. He was crisp in and out of his routes. He he had good hips. He had good movement. He was fluid. He got over the top on people. He's fast. Like I didn't see. Usually those guys that they they project as a tight end instead of a wide receiver, they're a little more lumbering. They're not as as fluid of an athlete. Um, I, I didn't see tight end. I saw wide receiver. So I maybe I'm out of my mind on that, but I think UC staff sees it the same way. I was expecting, I was not, based on reading about Tommy McIntosh coming into this camp, I was not expecting what we got because I, I what I saw was a, a true legit outside one. you know boundary number one type wide receiver that didn't like it was 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 a lot more polished than most of these guys you see with that kind of like athletic ability. Usually you have a long way to go with those guys. You know, they're they're either they're either great athletes or they're technicians. And he had a little bit of both, a lot of both. You talked, you know, in your article that you wrote after uh, you got home last night, you talked about how only one ball that was thrown his way hit the ground and we'd have to go back and look at the tape. I don't know if that was a poorly thrown ball or not, but I mean, he caught everything. Yeah. And always, smoothly. Always in a great position, went up the ladder to get to the ball when necessary. Like He was just always in the right place, just – Everything about the kid, he stood just shoulders above everybody else. Well, so so you guys keep talking about Tommy McIntosh and sure if he slots anywhere between six. Well, you and, asked us about Tommy McIntosh. No, no, no. <laughs> right, right. But but hey, it was it was even in the beginning. He was one of the highlight recruits. But one he of the was. things one of the things that you realize though, when you look at all the different players that were on the list at the wide receiver position and also at tight end, obviously they all seem to fit in between that six foot three to six foot five range, at least based off of their profiles that I could find on, on two, four, seven and on max preps and things like that. Did it seem like it, they're looking for kind of that bigger outside receiver because, because yeah. obviously they, they filled those smaller slot quick wide receiver roles. Is, is that the, yeah, they don't, they don't need inside guys. There there's a glut of inside guys. You know, especially you, you talk about the guys coming in, the guys that are already here, you know, like uh, Chris Scott even is kind of a tweener where you could play him in the spot. You could play him outside. Um, so, yeah, you need and, and Alex Pierce is, is graduating. Right. So so he's going to be moving on. And outside of him, you don't have anybody that's that's developed yet mm-hmm. into that surefire, you know, big target in that six three six four six five range now we did talk to mike denbrock a little bit last night and boy is he excited about drew donnelly yeah uh yeah so they think drew is one of those guys with size and speed that can that can do things for you on the outside but i mean yeah that's that's clearly the target because they've got the, the market cornered on guys five ten to six one 
Right. Like they're, they're, you know, Marquez Bell and um, the freshman from the spring game. Well, they've got Tyler Scott and then. No, the freshman from the spring game that made the play at the end. Uh, Um, Hold on. My brain isn't working properly. Yes. (laughs) I I am sleep deprived as sleep deprived gets. Um, Will Will Pauling. uh, Will Pauling. Yeah, Will Pauling. Well, you know, there's you, another 510 electric athlete type, well, you know, and that, you did so, see but, Drew Ramsey there last night, who was kind of in that same mold, but he was also playing both ways as he went and took some reps over at the safety spot as well. Yeah. I mean, he was interesting in, in terms of, he looked like he would probably be more of a possession, like a number two guy. Um, I don't think he was a guy that, that you really put in that boundary spot that, that, that runs past defensive backs, but I liked what I saw from Drew Ramsey. And I mean, the pedigree, you know, his brother was a heck of a college player. His dad has been an outstanding coach. Well, we even so, talked about the fact that he was out there for the first reps. Like uh, that was kind of a, a ballsy move to be out there with no gloves for, you know, the first, yeah, the, well, <laughs> the first wide receiver drills before he was running. catching balls from Luther Richardson. He had gloves on. I joked, I joked with Gino afterwards, like watching Richardson throw when, we, when they first started warming up and he was, toss him with Gino to get his arm loose. Like I, I thought he was going to break a couple knuckles. I, he was, he was throwing heaters, slinging it. Richardson was. was like, yeah, yeah, Richardson was, it was like, okay. Like you can tell he was jacked up to, to get back out there and, and have the opportunity. But I thought Gino's fingers were in danger well, for about <laughs> the first 15 minutes of, of, of the, the one-on-one stuff. Even when he was running those drills where he was uh, like the precision drills with the, uh, the net, the net. Yeah. Like slinging it and excellent precision. It was wild how hard he was hitting the net. And, and Aaron, I think he does. I think he does have a little bit of work to do mechanically on, on the short and intermediate stuff. The ball didn't come out of his hand the same on the underneath stuff as it did the deep ball, the deep ball, man. He just, you can see it. I put it on Twitter and it's in the, it's in the interview. He takes half a step and flicks his wrist, and that thing goes fifty yards like a flick of the wrist. Flick of the, flick of the wrist. I, I don't think we saw him ever really like like really try to to chuck one, did we, Aaron? Or at least look like it. Yeah, that that deep ball to uh, to Tommy that you had he in just the, flicked. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he maybe grunted, but we didn't hear it from where we were on the sidelines, like. It wasn't like just this big, like huge heave, like, you know, we're accustomed to seeing out of, you know, maybe like even like an Andy Dalton or something, if you're talking, you know, Bengals and stuff, but yeah, uh, it was, he looked effortless. He's got a cannon. Yeah. He's got a cannon. I mean, compared to even Tommy, when, when they, we were talking with them after practice, he didn't even look like he had broken a sweat really by comparison with like the receivers. Well, the receivers were also running they were 50 running, yard sure. sprints. But he was he was the only one throwing to all those yeah. one-on-ones. Yeah. No, he was impressive. I think the staff saw exactly what they probably needed to see out of him, if I had to guess. The weirdest thing I th- I see about Richardson is you you see him throw the football, you know, in, in the Elite 11 camps and in the footage you guys got last night. But then you watch his tape from high school, and he – Yes, he's, he's got the flick. He's got the short, intermediate, long routes. But he also can run the football. He's not quite to the level of Evan Prater, obviously, or, or Desmond Ritter is. But he has the ability 
to pick up yards with his legs, which I, it, it just boggles my mind. You know, I guess, you know, obviously low exposure, the whole COVID type situation, but I mean, he is someone that is a true gamer from what I've been able to gather through film and he can run the football as well. So he's not just a, yes, he's definitely a pocket passer can definitely sling it, but he's got some legs as well as I've seen in the, in the footage that I've at least seen, but yeah, I mean, that that's not something that we, that we got to see last night, but right. it's, it's definitely, right. it's on the tape that he's a, He's a better athlete than just a guy that, you know, stands back there like a statue. He looks like an athlete. Like, yeah, he doesn't look like a guy that, that's just going to be planted in the pocket. Um, he looks like he can move around a little bit. And Aaron, it, it seems like he's got the intangibles as well. And the, and the interview you had with him, mm-hmm. extremely polite and mm-hmm. just 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 seemed like a stand up dude. That's some of that ho- southern hospitality, man. I mean, you start to hit like, you know, your Tennessee, your Georgia, your Alabama's like there's lots of yes, sir. No, sir. And, uh, you know, it was just it was, it was nice talking to him. I mean, he was just a good kid. Um, I had told him that I had been trying to reach out prior to camp to try and, and land an interview. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I hardly checked my phone. And like he was like, I think he apologized probably a good five times. <laughs> he did. <laughs> get, get a hold of me this week. We, we can do it. We can set it up like just. Just literally, it, it wasn't just for the camera that he was that polite. He was just that way. That was his general demeanor. So you got to figure that's a kid that you can kind of mold and, and, you know, bring that culture in with. And I would think that he would be, you know, an excellent leader if given that type of a role. Chad, um, question for both of you, really. So obviously it seems that as if in the past, the staff has gone kind of dual threat, mix in pocket passer, dual threat kind of, you know, back and forth off and on is Luther Richardson kind of seems a little bit more like the pocket pastor type, you know, like a, like a Ben Bryant, if you will, after getting another pocket passer in Brady Lichtenberg, is it, has it just become the situation this season where it's like, we really, really, really like this Richardson kid and we're going to go ahead and kind of divert from the norm or was it kind of having Wimsett thing went, went through and, all of a sudden here we are type ordeal. I think Richardson was just the, the what they felt was the, probably the next best talent after, after Wimsat picked Rutgers. So yeah, Wimsat was definitely a lot like Prater, a lot like Dez where he would have come in as an athlete that, that plays quarterback and you were going to have to develop his ability to pass the football um, with, with Richardson, you're going to have to work on his mechanics a little bit. And you're going to have time to do that with, with Evan Prater on the roster and, you know, with Brady Lichtenberg enrolling uh, and, and getting on campus this weekend. That's mm-hmm. that freshman Friday and Saturday and Sunday enrolling hey, hey. At, at, on campus, moving in at the University of Cincinnati, yep. all 17 of them. Uh, we'll get to that here when we're done talking about Friday Night Lights because there's a couple guys that are going to be hitting campus that I'm real excited to, to get a look at once they – and this, it might be a good thing that, that Brady's not on until next week because Brady's going to get yep. a look at these guys when right. they get to campus and they're going to, you know, come in for their physicals and measurements and uh, get a get a, a, that first glance of those guys walking in on Monday. Uh, so it might be good that, that we're getting Brady on Monday instead of this week because we have a lot to ask Brady uh on monday about these guys that are coming in because boy you Zaquie lawton and and mm-hmm. you know you drew. that 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 drew 
uh, Shaman Mateer, you know, you, you get that list of guys, you start going over that list of guys that are hitting campus this weekend. And it's like, Ooh, more toys. Where do we, <laughs> where, where do we put these toys? The shelves are full. <laughs> I mean, I mean, imagine what Brady could do with, with a Rob Jackson, right? That, that frame that he has coming with off Lawton, with Shaman Mateer. Yeah. Yeah. Jaque- yeah. Exactly. So, and I mean, I'm with Miles and, and, Montgomery. Jamal Williams kind of has that build that that you know my Jay had when he was first coming in. So yeah. it's it's definitely going to be excited to hear what Brady has, just the initial first reactions and kind of how he has how he's been able to compare him because you know he talks about the Will Paulings and the Malik Rainies and you know the the different freshmen that came in for you know spring ball and how ready they were now ready they were to just you know work hard and and do whatever they could to to get on the field and and make an impact you know brian threats and things of that sort so you know i guess we can wrap this this talk up with kind of just you know obviously we talked about the big names and and who were kind of the highlight players of it you guys both mentioned you know drew ramsey a ty bryant other players of that sort kind of who who is are these all players that you could see the staff kind of going after or, or are they going to now take the evaluation after that top tier and decide who kind of pick and choose who they like beyond that? Well, I, I think it's important to remember that there, there's not a ton of spots left already. Right. right. You know, I mean, they're, they're in a, in a, in a difficult spot and we're seeing like, if you're, if you're noticing a lot of offers that are going, that are going out today, Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Mason and Coach Eliano weren't on campus for the event last night. Okay. They didn't skip it. They were down south at another event that okay. happened today. Mercer, so you're right? Seeing some, yeah, so you're Mercer. So you're seeing some offers go out from that event. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot that's going to go into this. They, they've got 11 commits right now. And the working number so far has been probably 18, 17, 18 spots. Mm-hmm. There could be more that pop open and, and you have to save spots for transfers uh, as we've seen. So you, they're going to be very picky and, you know, I, I you're going to see a piece, I think tomorrow or, or sometime this week that comes out uh, from 24 seven. That's like, who are, who's the number one target for each group or for each top 25 team going into okay. this season. Okay. I went with JQ Hardaway. Right. I mean, he's he's this close to a four star, right there at eighty nine in the composite. Um, if he gets out and does some camps, I mean, he could easily bump himself up into that four star range. But you're gonna, you know, they're still looking heavily at defensive backs. Uh, Patrick Body that that Aaron wrote about this week. Um, great job on that, by the way, Aaron. You do you you did better getting a hold of him than some people that. That, that mean a lot that's that's what i hear and uh that was that was just a riot when i heard that last night. well i told you when i gave you that the the the, the information on body this ain't an easy one right and and, and you managed to get it done so you know it, it's going to be tough to get one of those coveted final like six seven spots um i i do think you know the names that are coming in for those visits uh the second and third weekend in June uh, are the names that you really need to keep an eye on. I did hear today that, that potentially uh, 
They might be getting Tommy McIntosh to come back for an official, which would be massive after selling him on everything that, his, that he saw this past 24 hours. His parents were all over Twitter, just retweeting videos yeah. and talking about how good a time they had. And he loved to see that. So um, it's uh, it's tight. It's tight at the end. But I, Max Claire is one of those guys that's going to be here for an official. I think he's the first weekend, the first visit weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying yeah. to get Tommy. I, Luther, I, I think they're just taking this as an like he got the full treatment. I don't know if he wants to come back for an official. I'm sure they'd bring him back for an official. I just don't know other than like getting to go play in Luke's barn. <laughs> what uh, what else there is for him to do? I want to go play in Luke's barn. The more and more I hear about Luke's barn, like I I, I could move in there. I, yeah, I might just. Did we get any extra inside info? Uh, did you ask Luke about yeah, the ball? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Full okay. length conversation about it. Okay, it, it's right. uh, it, it's almost finished. Which okay, next weekend uh, marks the first uh, official visits that are going to be in town. They get to go out to the Fickle household and uh, experience the barn. Um, it. I mean, it's he said it's a little bit shorter than a full-length basketball court, so probably 30 yards long. It's got basketball. It's got volleyball. It's got shuffleboard. (laughs) Um, This place sounds amazing. You know what it doesn't sound like? What? It doesn't sound like something that that a guy looking to uh, leave builds on his property. That's what it sounds like. Good luck selling it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, listen, we've got this nice house. We've got another like house like thing right now. So. <laughs> well, he even said it's like, look, we got six kids. Like they need a place to go. Yeah. Like especially two sets of twin boys, like to the barn. Mm-hmm. Driving your mom nuts. Get out to the barn. So I I guess one last question about this is this is this was kind of Pat Lambert's first big event yep. as as head of recruiting. So I thought we were gonna lose him. I yeah. was I was worried about him when he when he went up and and did his little. He, well, he, Max Claire had a catch that I I don't even know how to describe. Right. I mean, it was, it was falling on, out of bounds, and it was on a deep corner. He's he he, he went up, and I thought for sure like the the, the defender was going to knock it away. Right? Weren't, didn't you, Aaron? It like I thought he did until he came down. up with it. Like he, I mean, his body was like his back was to us, and his body was facing away, but he was definitely under the ball like there was no doubt that it was a catch but i have no clue how he literally i he went up with one hand can't like brought it all the way around like the the acrobatics on that catch were to use your word outstanding <laughs> and then pat lambert comes running out of nowhere to do a uh, the hip bump the, the flying hip bump right and i i thought we were gonna lose him he gets demolished I, I mean, he, he held his own, but when he landed, he didn't land like Max Claire did. <laughs> Max Claire landed clean. Right. Pat, Pat landed like something hurt. He landed like someone in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> he landed like a guy that played college football in 2008. Right, <laughs> right. Thinking he could do it until he got there last second. It's like that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Like that video that right. is it all was, over the it, place. It was, a, it was a home run event for Pat Lambert. Okay. Okay. And he made sure that he was 
well, again, one of the high energy guys that was just all over the place. Um, I know you're looking to wrap this up, but I did want to ask Chad a question because I kind of had a, a take of my own. But is there anybody else that we haven't mentioned that stood out to you? Um, I know that we kind of hit on all the, the, the big names, if you will. Um, um, anybody we did, in, we in those lower I know, tiers? I know people are asking about the offensive line guys. We didn't spend – I mean, there was like four of them and there were no defensive linemen. They were so they were the all the way corner. they were all the way yeah. off in the back corner by themselves just doing footwork drills. Um, I am not qualified to to uh, break down the footwork drills of offensive linemen. Um, have Ron Crook on for that if we want we want the real right. Break. AJ Sally, who's a 2023 from Miamisburg, was there. I know he was the high energy guy he did. in the group. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat when they were doing calisthenics, he's like high fiving guys as they're going past and like. Just some some of the the in, like you talk about intangibles like that's the kind of stuff that you like to see. Um, I didn't really see that from a, a lot of guys because uh, I'm sure they were all concentrating on their own footwork and their own you know calisthenics as they're they're running through and probably sure they're on tape. But yeah, I mean yeah, the, the other guy I heard coaches talking about was uh, was Nick Moore from Northwest Northwest High um, School Northwest High School. Um, <laughs> that's where I went. The, the question I would have with him, he's only about in the 6'2", six, 6'3", six, range. Uh, so he would definitely project inside. My question with him would be, can he, can he snap? Like, can he, can he be a center? Because if he can be a center, that gives you – they need a guy that can, can be the legit backup to Renfro. Right. I don't think they've found that yet. I, I think they're still searching for that. So I think it would be wise if you could find a guy in the 2022 class – uh, that, that could be a legit, you know, backup center to Renfro. Uh, Nick Moore could be a, a guy to keep an eye on there. I mean, it, you know, he's not – here's where you know he's a quality kid. Two of the schools on his list are Air Force and Navy. <laughs> right. Well, and and he's, being, he's being recruited by Marshall as well, but it's had a lot of success recruiting offensive linemen over the years. So while I wouldn't say he's like a, you know, top of the mind guy, um, he was a name that I heard thrown around a couple times after the camp yesterday. Uh, like I said, uh, Rodney Harris, I thought he had a pretty good day. You really um, like Jackson McGohan. Yeah. The, the, and I mentioned him a little bit earlier, the 2023 20, yeah. tight end for Miamisburg. Uh, long showed the ability to catch the ball, made some plays in space. Um, the high point of the ball. Well, caught it with his hands. He wasn't trying to, to body it. Um, so I liked what I saw from him plays basketball as well. So yes, it's that dual sport that they love. And Ethan green was there monster participating. Jesus. Oh my, <laughs> that is a big, big human and everywhere. Super, super nice kid. Now he thinks he he thinks he could take Fick in wrestling. Okay. And you know, Fick Fick said when he he I guess he lost in the state championship this year. And Fick said when he when he gets a state title, oh he can come back and talk to me. But until he has one, he's not, you know, I'm on a different level than he is. He also claimed him as a tag team partner and he, he did. And, and said anyone who wants to take the two of us, game on. And then like, like I was, he, he, he challenged <laughs> me like I was going to do it. <laughs> you better pick a doggone good partner, Chad. 
I could pick Kurt Angle and lose that. Maybe get the Rocks number. I, I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, go find me an Olympic gold medalist, and I would lose that contest. <laughs> well, John Cena was there, but nobody could see him. Oh, true. Ooh, heard that. Heard that. But no, I. So, in the end, yet another big thing that the staff comes up with, and the staff separates themselves. The entire be different movement, the entire, you know, try and make these kids feel special and this sort and that. Was, was this the last type of big event that, that you think happens and now everything is going to just kind of be official visits and, and kind of the traditional, you know, one-on-one type thing? Or is this, do you think there'll be more events down the line as they are able to now have the kids back on campus? I'm sure there'll be more down the line. Like, uh, you know, they do the... Uh... They've done the the cookout thing a lot right over right. the years where they have the local kids and mm-hmm. you know they, they have to pay to get into the cookout to make it NCAA approved mm-hmm. um, and an easy way to to get the local kids out and on campus for stuff right I definitely could see stuff like that going on um, but for now I mean you're gonna be busy there's starting Sunday five 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 or six camps over a two-week period and then two weekends of official visits right so they're chock full over the next yeah through the month of june on on things that are happening gonna have me working my ass off on my birthday yep when's your birthday June fifteenth. Well, well, oh, very nice. One, one of the official visit days. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. There we go. Um, well, yeah, welcome so, to my life, Aaron. I welcome get to it. my life. <laughs> so, if we obviously we can't gloss over the recruiting section or side of this football wise without mentioning the walk on Devin Hightower transfer from Michigan State. This seems like obviously one that, uh, you know, maybe track and see how he does when he comes on campus, but that high level of a transfer, obviously the connection to coach Trestle, um, just, just pretty doggone cool that the staff is able to, to reel in something like this, a kid that wants to come play for the Bearcats and will even accept a walk on and, and work his way to a potential scholarship just speaks levels of it. You know, Noah Davis is another player who I think will be a good, in line tight end for the team next year. And it, he did the same thing when you know, Michigan state came on walk on. So uh, interested to see how high tower can do. And that's a high level player coming in and, and who has played at the big 10 level. Uh, so, you know, good to, good to have high tower added into the mix with the freshmen that will be coming in this weekend. I think it's safe that's to say so. that I was just going to say, I, I think it's safe to say that the, the people who are hopping in your mentions from uh, Sparty, are, are not going to be able to have much ammo at all, Chad. No, they're, they, they've been very quiet lately, mainly because I think I blocked most of them. <laughs> Go away. Like they, the, the, the tiniest thing they'd show up in my mentions. I'm like, what are you doing here? Matt, you're in, you're embarrassing yourself. Stop. Go away. I, let help. I'm going to help you help yourself by muting you. So I don't have to clown you. When you show up in my mentions, um, I thought there was an interesting comparison on on Hightower today. A lot of people compared him to Jarrell, 
which I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel the Jarrell thing. Like he, the, the comparison's easy because he's a little undersized. Right. Compared him to Nick Temple. Okay. And I think that's pretty accurate. Like Jarrell was a safety that had to play linebacker, right? Mm -hmm. Nick Temple was a linebacker, just an undersized linebacker. Right. And, and I think Hightower is kind of in that mold of like undersized, but just has the ability and game of the linebacker. So to get him as a walk-on, I, I, if I had to guess, he's, he's probably, if he comes here and does what he's supposed to do, I don't think he's going to be a walk-on for uh, an extended period of time. Right. But the, they were out of, again, this is another example of when I've been trying to tell people they're out of scholarships. They couldn't give a scholarship to a top 20 recruit in the state of Ohio from the year before <laughs> that they want, that they would love to have had. Would have been you know, one of the top, top recruits right. in the 2020 class. The number five recruit in the best, the, the number two class by a fraction of a point in school history, he would have been a top five recruit. They don't have any spots left, but if you want to be a part, you want, you want to pay your own way and earn that chip. We got a spot. We got, we got one of those spots and, and that's where high tower fits in. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. Anything more as far as, as football goes? I know obviously we're going to have Brady back on the show next week. Talk more about the team itself coming back from the break, how they've looked. And then of course the, the freshmen, the true freshmen coming on campus this weekend. So uh, should be a whole heck of a lot more to talk about on next next week's pod, unless you guys have anything else you want to, you want to throw in before we roll on over other than Drew Donnelly, we get a weekly reminder of just how fast Drew Donnelly is. So yeah, I know you guys Tw mentioned 20, 21.9 miles an hour. Is that pretty, what it was? Unbelievable. Pretty fast. Pretty, fast. pretty good. Yeah, I think that was, that was faster. I think he had a faster time in the, uh, in the hundred than um, what's his face. The, the wide receiver for the Seahawks had in, that, in the Olympic trials. Yeah. DK Metcalf had in the Olympic trials. So uh, yes, Drew Donnelly is fast confirmed. Anything uh, else guys? I'm going to be trying to get some follow-up stuff from uh, some of the kids mm -hmm. um, Did get some numbers. So it's just a matter of them picking up their phone, which is always the, the hardest part about it. <laughs> but no, Aaron, you've been doing a great job with those. Obviously the, uh, the kids love I can imagine the recruits love nothing more than getting a little bit more exposure, especially when it comes to a, a top 10 team and where they stand as far as the updates and whatnot. So just, just got to remember to always hit the record button. Yeah. Yes. Always. Yeah, don't, don't screw up that part. That's a, that's a rookie <laughs> mistake. If, if not, you have to send that very sad text. Hey man, I would have to call you back and pretend that I didn't ask you these questions first time around. You want to no. you want to, you want to know the secret? What's that? Hey, man, sorry. I don't know what happened, but the file corrupted. Yeah, ooh, I like that. The file corrupted. Sorry, man. Look, I, I, I don't want to have to do this, but there's nothing I can do about it. I went to play back the file and it didn't work. We got to do it your, again. Your answers were straight heat. Yes. It blew up the file. Yeah. It blew up the file. We got to do it over again. File corrupted. Sorry, young man. Around to do it again. You just hope it doesn't happen on somebody like Patrick Body that it took you five days six days to get on the phone the first time well and with how hard it i had he was my longest interview because he was so quiet so yeah. I, it it was everything i could to that's usually the ones that, the, the ones that are hard to get a hold of it's because they they're not comfortable talking to the media the ones 
the ones that you get a hold of easy, those are the type A's. Like they're Tommy. like, yeah, let's go, let's go. Tommy. Yeah, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk. Yep. Luther actually, Luther has kind of come on, like has been portrayed as a kid that's like a little shy. That was but meeting the, him in person. Yeah, that was yeah, the impression was, I had on him too. He was bouncy, like he was ready to go. He <laughs> was so he was fired up. He was so happy though. He literally like yeah. couldn't stop smiling. You could like it, you could feel it coming off of him. Well. I mean, there you go. Luther Richardson. We were, and here's Wild. the thing. Luther was educated, too. I was like, look, don't, don't let Gino tomorrow take you into that stadium and start pointing at his name on the, the ring of honor. He's like, man, 12,000. Like 12, he threw for 12,000. Like, like, this guy was a legend. He's like, like nah. He earned he's, it. Yeah, he's like, he earned it. I need to be humbled like that. I was like, don't let go. No, 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 no. Don't and, don't let Grandpa Gino take you in there and start like <laughs> reminiscing about the old days. And Gino's just there nodding his head, like, yeah, you know, you know, right? You right. know it. But no, no I mean, it yeah, was, it was a great event. It was, it was, I, it was, it felt so good to be back in that environment. I'm yeah. sure by like next week, I'm gonna be like, here we go again. But to not have it, for, yeah, perfect night. It was, it was fantastic. Good job, Pat. There you go. Pat Lambert knocks it out of the park. Uh, it's a good segue of another coach who has been recently knocking it out of the park, if you will. Uh, Wes Miller. Uh, well, first, I want to say a little a little uh, quote from someone. I practice today and will tomorrow. Famous quote from none other than Victor Locken. Yes, that means today marked the first practice for the basketball team. There was a big, big Big time recruit there as well on his official. Yes, practice is a little harsh. It was a it was right. a it was a workout summer workout. First team collective summer workout. Yes, split into well, two different parts. Yeah, split into groups. Right, but still, we we were able to get some footage, and I tell you what, that footage is you just pump that into my veins. I don't need an IV after the long Memorial Day weekend. I just need an IV full of. Cincinnati Bearcat basketball practice coverage, and I am locked in, loaded. So it was awesome. Awesome having him back. Victor Locken was on the court, so good to see him back. I believe it was 14 months since he has been in a practice or a or you know some sort of an open gym type setting. So good to have Victor back. It seemed like everyone minus John Newman was has been on campus going through workouts in day one so that is yet again another big thumbs up and then of course you throw in ray ron griffith being on campus as well and that takes not only the first day of team workouts how, how many stars does he have brent you know I, I i sometimes i have trouble counting to very high numbers not got one. enough fingers for it his is not pretty one. high not, not two. two not three not three not four not four not five five Yes, One, five. two, three, four, five. fifth. Yeah, he's got five. <laughs> he's got five stars. And I, I mean, he's, if you watch his highlights, he is a big, big time player. There's no doubt about that. And the fact that he's in there for day one just speaks to the level that Coach Wes Miller and his staff is really pursuing Griffith. And other news today, obviously, is, is something that has been mentioned numerous times on Bearcat Journal. If you've been following, if you've been subscribing, hit the subscribe, hit subscribe. You know, Damar Johnson, Kyle Washington, Chris Lepore, Kevin Anzenberger, Jalen Stowe, Jake Thielen, Matt Miller, all officially named 
on the men's basketball support staff. So first off, phenomenal staff. Second of all, Rayvon Griffith on campus. Third off, basketball is back. I, I mean, this day is just, it's phenomenal. Well, and you have to mention the John Rothstein interview, right? Oh, that was coming later. Believe me, that was coming later. All right. But just, right. just, just initial thoughts. Basketball's back. Basketball's back. Basketball's back. The, the, the freshman football guys arrived this weekend, like injected oh. into my veins. There it is. There it is. It's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. You know what? And I want to say this to the couple guys that keep showing up in my mentions because I, I get excited and I put out on Twitter like that, that I'm excited that like we really get to do our job full time again. Right. And they're like, oh, thanks for letting us know. Hey, finally, people are going to get what they paid for. Hey, go kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm excited. Like th- th- there are parts of this job that people don't understand. And the summer is probably the biggest one because people think that we're basically idle from the end of the NCAA tournament through higher ground, higher ground. And they couldn't be more wrong. Like in a, in, when things are normal, like this is almost, we're all, I'm almost as busy doing this stuff as I am during the season because there's football, there's constant football camps and you're on, I'm on the road for AAU and, you know, trying to get up and, and watch whatever the freaking NCAA will allow in terms of basketball practices. Right. <laughs> I'm fighting a battle behind the scenes on that, but um, this, like this, this is the fun stuff because this is the stuff that nobody else takes the time to cover. Right. Case in point last night. Yeah. Nobody was there except us. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is where we excel because this is our chance to dis- different differentiate ourselves from the market and distance ourselves from the market because we do the off season better than anybody. And it's not close unless it's writing about stuff. That's that's doesn't matter anymore. They can, right. people can write about that all they want 260 times if they want to. I don't care. <laughs> right. That that joke will make sense soon. Okay. Okay. 260 times. That, heard that. Number is engraved into my brain. So, today, though, it just seemed as if... You all right, Aaron? Nope. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed as if news after news after news, you know, Twitter after Twitter after Twitter. First, you know, the men's basketball support staff. Then you've got, you know, the the pictures from practice you've got the highlights from practice you've got this tweet saying this is awesome shout out to Wes for being a man of his word and giving Demar Johnson an interview nothing was promised I guess DJ did his thing on that interview go Bearcats going to be relevant again none other than Kenyon Martin posted that so you know I'm senior yes senior Senior. yes yes not the not the one who all of a sudden is Starring for a bad Houston Rockets team at the end of the year, but I digress. Kenny Martin Sr., which is a big tweet to see, especially with all the frustration following the hire of Wes Miller initially. Now it's like, okay, every single ship has turned around and they're starting to come back to the mainland. And the buzz is, it hasn't been this big since I, I don't know when. I mean, it's crazy. I feel like. A couple of years ago, we kind of convinced ourselves, okay, this is awesome. But right now, this feels real. That's what, happen- real. That's what happens, though, when you 
do the things that the alumni has, has been talking about. And you bring, you know, a DeMar on staff, you bring a Kyle on staff, and now you have all of a sudden, you know, SK talking about the program again. You have Kenyon talking about the program again in good ways, as opposed to the ways that had been talked about by these guys. So it's nothing but a good thing to continue to have that connection to the guys that got us to where the program currently stands. Yeah, one of one of my favorite roles that they're giving DeMar Johnson is, so they say director of player development that will oversee individual development plans for Bearcat student-athletes, and this is the key part, and will coordinate details related to connecting with former players. I, they are yeah, literally – DJ is perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're literally telling DJ, listen, tell the boys we want you back. Let's let's make this happen. It's awesome. Here's the thing, and, and this is why this shouldn't be a surprise. It, it's a surprise because it, it feels like it's been difficult for people to grasp. But Wes Miller came from maybe the program in college basketball that values their family, right? the North Carolina basketball family, more than anyone in the country. Right. I mean, you could probably put UCLA up there because of Duke. the good. The, the, now, Duke, I don't even think, man. To an extent, yeah, but like you don't see Bobby Hurley and, and Christian Leitner back around at Duke all the time. I'm just thinking about you how, see, like, no, I'm, you see North Carolina guys back at North Carolina. Yep. Like they, that family, that North Carolina basketball family means something to all of them more than I think anywhere in college basketball. So it shouldn't be a surprise that a guy that comes from that family understands the importance at a place like Cincinnati, what it means to have that family back in the fold, that family back involved and feeling that ownership of this is us. This is what we do. This is who we are. Nothing was promised tomorrow. Like Kenyon said, DeMar got that job on his merits. DeMar got that job because of his basketball acumen. We, we saw it here on this podcast. Like that is a guy that this place means a lot to. Right. And kudos to West, man. It, it, it just feels different. It feels like we want it to feel right. Yeah. Like Bearcat basketball right now feels like it's back in a place that it hasn't been in a while. And it is, uh, it's refreshing. It's, it's awesome. It, uh, it, 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 it warms your heart for the potential of what we're about to, to, to experience in the future. And, and Chad, how, how often do you have all of that influx, all of that push forward on the same day, and then you have this tweet? Great first unofficial visit. Thank you, University of Cincinnati, for having me. Go Bearcats. Rayvon Griffith. I, I mean, it's, it's not often that you can tie all of that into the same forward momentum that the staff is building, that the team is building. I mean, it, it's just – it is a home run after home run after home run. We're talking like the Cincinnati Reds at the beginning of the season. Uh, let's just hope they can continue that for all the way out. It is, I, got, a, I yeah. got another I got another name for you that, that could potentially be visiting later this week. He, oh. he doesn't he, – he's not a, a big name yet. Yeah. But in, in talking to some people, our guy Mick Walker shot me a text – um, two days yesterday, two days yesterday. St. Mary's six foot ten big man Austin Parks. Okay, 
2023 center and started calling around and, and some people that I trust in the Ohio scouting and basketball community tell me Austin Parks might be the second best player in the 2023 class in the state of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Wes Miller is on it to the point that uh, he is tentatively at this point scheduled to take an unofficial visit to Cincinnati on Friday. So not only number one player in the class visiting the first week that it's allowed, but potentially the second best player in the class visiting when he's allowed. And that's without mentioning probably their primary target right now in 2022 gets to town on Thursday for an official visit in small forward from Wisconsin, four-star Leon Bond, who I love Leon Bond. Bond. Leon Bond. And I talked to Bird today. Yeah. And you couldn't imagine how excited Bird was at the potential of having a young man named Leon Bond in the program. Of course. That's up. That's that's as up Berg's alley as you could possibly get. Target connected. Leon Bond. Was the word creamy used? (laughs) He's not a shooter, so there was no creaming in our conversation. But he did say he watched about the first, it took him about 30 seconds of Leon Bond's video to go, oh, 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 okay. I want me some Leon Bond. Right. And I, and I think Wes Miller and staff have the, the same feel. And I had Paul Millman, Paul McMillan will be on campus next week. They're working to get Sean Jones on campus. Like this staff is, they're not running right now. They are Drew Donnelly sprinting yeah, that's head fast. first into, that, into the recruiting that world. That is fast. Well, I, you know, Chad, I, I can't imagine what uh, Mr. Justin Berg has to think about Dante Bass's tape because, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That Some of one, those are, that were pretty impressive. And but, the, the big man hot board is coming. I'm waiting on a That was probably the one I knew the least about. Mm-hmm. So I've been digging for a little bit more intel in and around uh, the, the 2022 big man hot board. Right. Uh, but, I'll throw a name out there for you here. Um, we've talked about Braden Huff. Obviously, we've talked about Sean Phillips, Parks. Uh, the, 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 the big man from Dayton. Uh, but Patrick Wessler is, a, is one to keep an interesting eye on as well. Seven-footer okay. out of North Carolina that is a shot blocker, can shoot it, plays, plays with his back to the basket. Better athlete than, than you would think when you first look at him because he looks a little – you know those guys that are kind of he's not skinny i guess is the best way to put it he's kind of filled out a little bit already but he gets off the floor he moves well um that's a guy that wes has had a connection with um and and he will be on there as well so the 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 hot man the big man watch board it's not a hot board it's a it's a watch board for june Mm -hmm. and july uh is coming but i'm still i'm still doing a little work with the uh shovel on right. making sure that the information is accurate and, and as you know, up to date as possible when I put that out. Well, in, in the past few months that Wessler's picked up Virginia tech offer, Creighton offer, Wake Forest offer, Iowa offer, Providence offer and Ole Miss offer. So if, if this is a player that he's a high major, he, yeah, he's, he is someone to, to obviously, if the name's thrown out there, that means there's an inside track on it. And uh Wessler could be a name to watch like Chad just mentioned. So um, keep on digging. Keep on digging. Chad, 
were you able to hear anything about the Griffith visit or is that kind of just an unofficial? Yeah. Still Still fresh. fresh. I, I, one, I'm tired today. I'm tired. Um, (laughs) but two, two, you know, he was here this morning and, and into this afternoon a little bit. I will, uh, I'm sure I'll have some information flowing, if not tonight, then into tomorrow. Um, I'd be surprised if he wasn't offered. Like, it, you don't have, a, you know, the number one kid in the state and a five-star kid come on campus and yeah, not offer him. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't heard that officially from Rayvon yet. But, uh, but he but did my, say that he wanted it to mean something when you did get offered from Cincinnati. So Yeah, but, but my guess is... My guess is he got one, but I don't I don't know that for sure. And you know, we'll wait to hear that from Rayvon if he did. Now let's let's talk about team. Let's you know, obviously, you know, first team workout together. Together. Everyone, everyone achieves more. More. Wow. Team. That's almost like we should put that on the back of some shirts or jackets or something. That's, that's catchy. That's very nice. Very it's catchy. catchy. Very catchy. Yeah, I, I came up with that all by myself. Wow. Some guy named Luke must be really proud of you. But <laughs> the team itself, obviously, just just my first glance is Jarrett Hensley looks big. Looks like he can shoot it. Yeah. AJ, AJ McGinnis looks like he's ready. Uh, Hayden Koval, I like the one-handed cram. Uh, you know, this this seems like the new pieces coming in with the with the pieces that were already here. You know, it's it's not UNCG making the move to Cincinnati. It looks like these players are ready to play. Yeah, I had some uh, – with everybody on campus, they'll be running open gym a lot. Um, I've got some people that, you know, I don't want to say report back to me, but I got some people I, I talk to that, that are privy to the, the, this type of information. And You've got some it, eyes. It sounded like the first open gym on, on Monday night, the new guys were a little charged up. Like they they wanted to show that that they could go. Would you say fired up? Fired up would be probably an accurate representation of their approach to things uh, in the first open gym. I heard really good things about the big guys. That that there's just a different level of size and toughness and experience. Like that's that's what I think maybe is getting glossed over. Like these aren't young big guys. You know, you're looking at Odio or not Odie, but uh, Abdullah Dool and Hayden Koval have each played four full seasons of college <laughs> basketball. Like, you know, they it sounds like they were like they were calling out switches on defense. They were calling out what actions to run in pick and roll when they were coming up and setting ball screens. Like, and and Odio Guama three seasons at Wake Forest. Like, you're getting guys that know how to play, that know the deal, that, that know, you know, you're not going to spend a lot of time like you do with young big guys, coaching footwork and positioning and, you know, not overreacting and over helping. And like, there was a, uh, a decided difference in basketball IQ, which isn't something you hear much out of in an open gym setting. And then I, I heard there was uh, there was a guy that stopped by, and he was tasked with guarding uh, Jared Hensley. Okay. And I heard he he struggled a little bit. I heard Jared Hensley had a had a very good day 
against a guy that's uh, one of the more prominent scorers in UC basketball history. J- JC, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard that, that Hensley, with his, size and, with, with his size and his strength, gave Jaron Cumberland a little bit. He's also probably, what, four inches taller than Jaron right. Cumberland? Right. Um, he, he gave him some trouble. And then I, I heard McGinnis was cooking. So, you know, the two guys that everybody kind of looked at is why, is why is Wes taking these guys? I'm guessing they had a little chip on their shoulder to their new teammates to say, look, we might be young and we might be guys that are, are seen as long-term guys, but we want you guys to know we didn't come here to, like, watch, right? <laughs> we came here to compete and, and we came here to play. Now, it's open gym. So it's, right. it's, 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 you know, playground park basketball. There's, there's no officials you know, it, you, you can't really take anything away from it, but from talking to the people I talked to, it did sound like they had that, like that knowledge of, all right, you guys have all been here and we're going to show you that, that we belong just the same as you guys do at Cincinnati. So uh, that would probably be my biggest takeaway was, was the competitiveness and from the people I've talked to the, the acknowledgement that position battles are going to be back to being highly competitive, very intense. And you're looking at 12 guys that are all going to be fighting for playing time. And that's again, John Newman wasn't, wasn't here. Uh, I, I Vic for what Vic practiced today, but he didn't run open gym last night. Okay. That might've been, I think he just got back or just had recently got back from Russia. Maybe they didn't want to, to rush it, to get him back. If they knew that he was going to have to practice the next morning. Jet lag. Um, yeah. So if you know, you've got to practice at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock the next morning, probably, probably smart not to run open gym the night before. And your first practice in 14 years as well. So. Yeah. No, 14 so, months. Sorry. 14 months. Yeah. Years. 14 years. years. Man. Vic hasn't practiced since he was five. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. <laughs> um, but it, it was uh, it, the people I talked to were very excited about what they had seen and heard from, from Open Gym. So keep those reports coming, fellas, because uh, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess in the situation that compliance is in right now, they have to follow every NCAA rule by the letter <laughs> of the law. And that includes uh, media not being allowed. And I'm told it's crazy. I'm told it's the only sport that the media, for whatever reason, it's in the bylaws that the media is not allowed to attend summer workouts. Wow. That is a uh, very not happiness for me, but uh, so here's the thing. Another thing about AJ McGinnis and Jarrett Hensley are that they're old sophomores. You know, they they each had old that, freshmen. Yeah, old old freshmen, if you will. They they both had that prep year. Yeah. Where you know, where obviously Jeremiah Davenport would be another example of that. So you're talking about players that are older than what their grade level will show them, and I think that this is another thing that adds into them just having the maturity to go out there and have that chip on their shoulder, knowing that well, I got to get going. Right now is my time to to show what I can do, but uh, I, I I guess Aaron that that probably brings us to the point where we need to uh, talk about what uh, young John Rothstein had a nice podcast with none other than Wes Miller. It's time to put the women and children to bed and have Wes Miller. What if on what the if the show. women what if the women and children like basketball? Right. Like that, what if they that's not, not cool. Yeah. 
You don't want women. and There are women and children that listen to this podcast. That's one of the reasons we have to say sorry, Dan. Right. We respect respect our female and and under 18 listeners. Yes. We don't don't want to exclude you. We don't need to put you to bed. We want you to put your foot in your mouth, Brent. Well, that's not him. That's, that's what Rothstein says. That's, Ross, that's how he opens his podcast. Every single Put podcast. Put the women and children to bed. I've never listened to. I don't want to give him a click. He so. he said he said it's time to put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. Is what he says. Which which is a saying that has been thrown out for a very long time. It's yeah, like, I just wouldn't use it as my as my catchphrase. Right. It's also right. 2021. Like what <laughs> what are we doing here? Okay. Well, back to the interview with Wes Miller, Aaron. I guess you didn't you didn't listen to it, but. I listened to the clip you, that I needed to you listen caught, to. You caught the snippet. Now, this is just another example of like, gosh, Wes Miller is the man. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, there's no other way to put it. You know, I, how can you possibly have a Luke Fickle, the head coach of your football team, and then now you've got this guy, Wes Miller? Yes, sure. Wes has never coached a game here. But everything he's done so far is just like, wow, including what he did at the end of the interview with – Mr. John Rothstein, who I listen to his pods because I like to hear different points of view from the coaches. But, Aaron, that final snippet, your thoughts. I mean, Wes Miller's got the Midas touch right now, right? <laughs> Literally, Trust everything it. he's Trust touching it. right now is gold. <laughs> but for him to come out and say, you know, I, I heard you thought that, you know, UC basketball was hitting rock bottom. Would you care to elaborate on that? And it just felt like Rothstein was was backpedaling, and it felt like he just kind of didn't expect that question at all. I mean, oh, as, he was he was he was on he was on his heels quick. As an no. interviewer, though, you don't expect to get hit with like a hard question. You expect to be the one asking the questions. And yeah, he he was backpedaling. He was fumbling around for a guy who, from my understanding, is is very polished, and that did not sound like any of that. Well. Well, Wes did a good job kind of calling him out, but then immediately saying, I'm going to prove to the fans here that we are going to turn it around and, and raise the program up to big, big standards, you know, big levels very quickly. So he did a good job backtracking. And then immediately Rossi was able to then say, well, no, see, now that we're on the record, I need to say that I made that comment after only three players were left on the team three and players. McCronin and McCronin just reached the final four. And I mean, obviously that, that article rubbed the entire fan base the wrong way. It was not the lowest point of the program. I don't think. And there's been, no, there's been yeah. many, many right. other points you could point at that would be lower than what that particular moment was. How about, how about one scholarship player on the roster and that's it. I, I'd say that's the a, 80s. That's a, right. How about the 80s? Right. The whole, the whole decade. Like <laughs> right. all of it. Right. No, I no, I agree. But I, but and then Rothstein said if if the Bearcats make the NCAA tournament, he's gonna pay one thousand dollars to graders to buy everyone raspberry chip ice cream, which he then was saying wrong. It's not just raspberry chip. I mean, if you're gonna do that, you gotta you gotta say the, the flavor right. But who's he buying uh, ice cream for? The players Whoever shows up at the greater Whoever shows downtown. up at the graders downtown. I was gonna say that for, you can't do that for the players. No, you gotta no. show up when he when he does this. You gotta show up at the graders downtown and buy black raspberry chip, correct name. Yep, 
and it'll be paid for by John Rothstein. I thought that was a dick move because I thought that was him saying, you guys aren't going to make the tournament. Well, Wes said, Wes said then, okay, I'm going to make sure not to try black raspberry chip until that exact I, Until you buy it for me. Right. I think he should have to buy Bearcat brand ice cream. Like the, the Bearcat. Uh, yeah, but the, Graders isn't smart enough to make that full time. Well, that's a whole different story. And black right. raspberry chip is muy bueno. But my favorite is the mocha chip, if we're going to really dive deep. <laughs> I guess we're not. <laughs> we're not. If you guys wanted to know my palate. But uh, aside from that, just awesome to have basketball back. Awesome to have someone steering the ship like a Wes Miller. And, you know, it's, it's just great that he just it, – it seems as if it's a, it's a we're all in this together thing. You know, I, can I can I can I give talk about something? Yes, please. So, this actually this isn't out anywhere. Uh, Thursday, Wes was out of town. Okay, worldwide Wes. He went to Dallas, and he was in Dallas to to stop by and say hi to Isaiah Miller, who's training for the NBA draft, which yep. one of his guys. Cool to see that the coach is is still loyal to his guys. Guess who else is working out in Dallas right now? Trey Scott. Trey Scott. Guess who Wes took time out of his busy schedule to go spend some time with while he was in Dallas? Trey Scott. Trey Scott. So he's checking literally every box. And then he had some, uh, some personal obligations on Friday that he had to take care of. He flew back into town Saturday, and Saturday was the fundraiser for Josh Wiley's cousin, uh, Adeline, who might be the most adorable one-year-old I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wes went out of his way to make sure, once he got back to town, that he stopped over at Mio's and supported a guy he had never met. He had never met Josh Wiley. Now, Josh was petitioning once basketball season's over, like, I, can, I get, can I get some run? <laughs> And Wes like, can you shoot? Josh is like, what do you mean? Can I, of course I can shoot. <laughs> um, but he stopped over. Uh, he, he got some, it took back some pizza to the office for the guys that were there working. He, uh, they, they offered to give him a free mug uh, that had the Adeline, Adeline's Warriors logo on it. Wes insisted on donating uh, to the charity for them giving him the mug. Like it, again, Kyle stopped by. If you yep. saw the picture I, I saw on Twitter, yep. Kyle and Wes stopped by. Now it's funny. Wes is Wes is unassuming. Like any and he's he's his face isn't like plastered around town yet. So Wes walked in and it was kind of quiet. Kyle walked in. You would have thought a rock star walked into Mio's Pizza. <laughs> Everybody had to say hi and get a picture with Kyle. So um, but just it again. It shows you the type of guy that Wes is. He didn't have to do that. Like, that's not one of his guys. But he knew it was something that that Josh is a local. It was an important event for the community. It was an important event for for the Bearcat family. And he took time out of his day to to come over. And I think he was there for like 45 minutes. Like, it wasn't a blow-by. It wasn't like a stop in, you know, wave, say hi, and, and hit the door. He was there for a long time, a good 45 minutes. And uh, it, it's just another example, man. This guy gets it. Like, 
right. just on a level that's hard to because we've seen so many like you, you not just here but you look around college sports there's so many guys that don't get it mm-hmm. and to have a guy that gets it to that level where it was it was literally important to him because I had told him about it like a week earlier and he kept bringing it up make sure I don't forget this right make sure that this is something I remember you know to stop by and, and take part in and that is fantastic like that, it just shows the type of guy that he is. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Andre Morgan said it himself with with Brett Stein. He said, you know, this sure is bias, but Wes Miller is the number one relationship coach in the country. He is a relationship coach, and you know, you you think about college basketball. If everyone is positive, high confidence, just all in it as one, just imagine what a team with talented player can do, players can do with that. So right. I mean, imagine things- where this program is going to be in a year or two. He's only been here for what, eight weeks. Right. Like this has happened so fast that this has all happened. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that everyone's finally becoming the eternal optimist with me. I, this is a, a great class to have everyone here together with me. Welcome aboard. There's plenty of room on this ship. We're going to steer it the right direction. But, yeah, it, it's awesome to see all the different things he's able to do. You know, it, it just seems he pops up everywhere. It seems just so welcoming, so enjoying. So, yeah. I mean, World Wide West. World Wide West. And, you know, and, of course, he mentioned it. him and Mick Cronin stay in constant contact. He mentioned he's going to fly out to West Virginia to pick Bob Huggins' brain. I, I mean, come on. What what can West not do? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing what he's – been able to do up to this point and I'm, I'm just excited to get more practice coverage more uh more news from how players look and i i'd say everything is uh it, it is not the lowest this program has ever been by any means and i think it's obviously going to go pretty high pretty quick anything more on basketball from you guys and let's let's close up with the mailbag what do we think well almost all the questions were brady yeah, yeah i know the mailbag's not very deep this week i know um, so yeah, that's, that's a Brady question. That's a Brady question. <laughs> Here you go, Brent. Yeah. Any, uh, Bearcat best bets for any FBS teams over under win totals. If you okay. decided to, uh, hmm. take that quick ride right over to Lawrenceburg and go visit the sports book. Well, he doesn't have to ride to anywhere. He lives in Indiana. Well, not Brent, but for anybody who's wow. listening that wanted to make that quick do, trip. Do you have Do you have the Barstool app on your phone yet? I downloaded it, and uh, you know, I I wanted to place that two hundred fifty dollars bet to get. A free I can't ticket. believe you weren't at the Barstool party. I I have had quite a lot going on. Believe me, Machine Gun a, Kelly, Megan was, Fox. I, so so some friends of mine actually went to. He went to this restaurant called uh, Saver. It's in Carmel, Indiana. If any of you guys know of it, my a, a friend of mine, his family owns it. It's a good spot to go if you're in Carmel. But all of a sudden, my friend looks over, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox enjoying a nice meal together. What do they do? Buy him a bottle of wine. He comes over, takes a picture with them, and then four hours later is, is up rocking his face off in Westfield at Grand Park. Can you believe it was at Grand Park, Chad? Is it at the, that's that complex, right? The Pacers, yeah. where the Pacers thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Was right. it in there? It was inside the gym. It was not at the gym. They've got like oh, an, okay. uh, they've got like a big auditorium okay. type place. So okay. it was, 
It's just a big old warehouse. I'm sure you've seen pictures and videos, but yeah, it was, uh, looked like it was fun. But my, my friends that once said they were there, it ended. And then the line to get an Uber pretty much was three hours. Three, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They could if not you were stay Uber. Till, you could not stay till the end and expect an Uber. There's no. 5,000 people there. And they all took Ubers or were dropped <laughs> off. Uber made a you gotta have You got to have somebody ready to come pick you up. Well, so, so my Uber driver on Saturday, because it, it was a, obviously the Indy 500, Indianapolis was buzzing the entire weekend. But my Uber driver said he would, he would get pings to go pick up people at Grand Park and he would call them and say, listen, I want 125 flat. And then on top of the charges, which was like a four time surge, people were paying like $300 for an Uber ride it to, was go ridiculous. Home. to go home. But Why was he asking for more money on top? That's his job. Because he could. Supply and demand, Aaron. Supply people were waiting three hours to get a ride. That's terrible. It is pretty terrible. That's shady. Terrible. So shady. <laughs> it is very shady. Well done. So let's see here. I was not able to really look at um, – I was not able to really look too far into the – over unders wins wise. So the I, Bearcats right now are a flat ten. Flat ten. I'll I'll take that over. Give me the over. So they're so they're beating one of Notre Dame and Indiana and winning every other game. Yeah. They're well if not beating both of Notre Dame and Indiana. So but well, you have to beat at least one. Do they include the bowl game in that? No. In total? No, no bowl games included, no AAC championship game included. Is, is that what it is? Twelve huh. regular season games only. The number Ooh. is ten. Okay. Wow. I'll take yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah, think they beat one it. of the Notre Dame, Indiana. I'm I'm still taking it. Um, I, I still think it's more likely Notre Dame than Indiana. Yeah. But we'll see. That's I that's mean, my belief as it stands. What are you guys' thoughts on that noon kickoff for the IU game? It's a Big Ten game. Of course, it's at noon. But, and and then it's on ABC, which I thought was weird. I thought that one would be on Fox, but um, take the national exposure though. So, so I, IU at eight wins, an over-under of eight for IU. So I think that's kind of siding on maybe a loss to Cincinnati or, or having that Cincinnati game be the swing game for them as far as Notre Dame. Let's see where they're at, uh, if I can find it. But I don't know. Any Big Ten fan will tell you that Big Ten's the best conference in the entire country, blah, 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 blah. Notre Dame over under of nine. So yet again, it seems like that that Cincinnati game is a swing game for Notre Dame as well. So I mean, I'm taking the over. Like Chad said, I think Cincinnati wins one of those two, and I don't see anyone taking down the Bearcats, especially with UCF at home. So um, yeah, let's 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 roll with that. Line them up. Line them up. All right. Smack Um, it up. Flip it. Rub it down. Ooh. Oh no! Ooh. Yikes! Spikes. Heard that? <laughs> uh, who is the fastest person on the? We'll go basketball team. I think this was in the basketball on the basketball side. Okay, so it was for Brady, I think. So the intention of it was for Brady. Okay. Football. I think he said Tyler Scott and Trace. And well, with with Brady not here, we're back and forth. We could still we could still play this game. Who do you think the, the fastest person on the team is if we're talking basketball because it's less Mike Saunders. Mike Saunders. I, I would Mike agree. Saunders in a even even way. if you're going pound for pound on that. 
Well, let's Mike take, Saunders. Let's take out Mike Saunders then. That makes it well, more that, fair. That's not the question. I know, but I'm saying if we take out Mike Saunders, because Mike Saunders is far and away the fastest. I don't know that we've seen like a Newman or a. Yeah, I can't. I can't accurately right. make that that judgment right. yet. Odie looks like he's got some some strides in him as well. So, yeah. so who do you think the strongest player pound for pound on the basketball team would be? Out of the returning ones, Odie, pound for pound. Well, I, I think Odie. No, Odie's I, a brick. So is Otto Abdul. Yeah. I, but I mean, you look at David DeJulius is just a brute little bulldog. Ball, yeah, ball of bulldog right there. I, I, I would need. I I don't think I can answer this question until they've they've had the adequate two see months what, each in the Monster Factory. See right. what your little birdies because say. I, and then we'll, I, I, we'll revisit this later on. I, I want two months in the monster factory for everybody so that everybody's on an even playing field. Right. 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 Because now everybody's coming in at different levels. Like, mm-hmm. and the guys that are there that are returning have not been in the monster factory. There's nobody left that might coached, right? JD and, and Micah. Micah and JD. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So. I mean, give give me uh, we'll answer that question at the start of August. I'd love to get Ray Felt on. I just don't think I'll do it. I, I mean, think about also if you get like some players are coming off injury. Some players yeah. haven't had that high level strength and conditioning that Mike's going to bring. I mean, that that's going to be one of the most exciting things for me to see is the the development throughout the summer because because even Wes talks about it like you know, Hayden, Hayden Koval, Jarrett Hensley, uh, AJ McGinnis. He said those players need to get in the Monster Factory. So I'm really really excited to see what comes out of that. All right, so we're going to assume that Jeremiah Davenport is starting. I think that's a fair assumption, right? Right. So who who would be ah! well? So who would be more likely to? And if you want to <laughs> include Davenport in this mix, that's fine too. But who would be more likely to come off the bench? Newman, Odie, Ado, or Davenport? I, I can't answer these questions yet. Like I, I don't like. Right. The, the team has had people are excited. One, you know, okay, people are I excited. Get <laughs> I get it, but I'm not answering these questions without information. I like, can't it, make it, the mailbag better than what it is. It was my fault. That it, it was my fault. It went up late. I took a short lunch today because I went into work late because of last night. So <laughs> apologies that the mailbag was not up for I, as long as it normally is. I, I just is. I don't have enough information to answer that yet. Like right. I, I I could answer off the top of my, but it's there's 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 it's not even an educated guess at this point. Right. It's an uneducated guess at this point. Throwing darts. So, yeah, I have no idea yet. That's what makes for me that what's that's what makes this summer so fun is because there's going to be as it develops so much new information mm-hmm. that's not just fluff, right? Right. It's going to be actual like this is what's developing every day in the dungeon and in the monster factory. And like, I love it. Like that's, it's kind of the football stuff is almost not, even though they're going to have the most talented team in program history, there's so few questions. Right. Right. Like we know pretty much everything. So there's so few questions about football that it's, you know, the, 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 
time period between now and higher ground, there's not a lot of excitement for me on that just because we know what higher ground is going to look like when we get there. Mm-hmm. We have no idea when the first day of practice hits in October, what's going to happen. Right. And, and what happens between now and then is that story being written. So that's, that's the fun of it. But I know, like, I know the mailbag or to have these type of questions answered. And I would love to have an answer. I don't, <laughs> but I can't wait until I do. Abdul, Abdul. Yeah. Woo. Oh, nailed it. Nailed oh, it. Indeed, do you do. So uh, maybe a question that you could answer. Uh, any, and this is our last question we have, because um, I don't know, unless you know what Bearcat Jerry was talking about um, when he I said. I never know what Bearcat Jerry is. I love Bearcat Jerry. I never had any idea. He said, reference number, God, I am so pumped. Or reference pound, maybe. God, I am so pumped. Hashtag God. It was just, I, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, I hashtag God. I, I think, don't know. I think, I think Bearcat Jerry's just excited. All praise, all praise. Maybe he was day drinking. Who knows? All praise. Uh, any non-conference games for basketball being rumored yet? We know of Georgia, Xavier, and Kansas City tournament. We get this question every week. Chad's looking like he's already going crazy. Uh, but any games you could see happening due to proximity or the West relationship? No, no, no. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I know, you guys will know. I, I promise it is something I'm working on. There's nothing I can say yet. There's nothing I know wait, yet. Wait, wait, wait. Chad, do you mean to tell me you are not withholding news from us? On this topic, no. Sometimes I am. God, the most plugged-in <laughs> guy. You got nothing on games. Can't even believe it. Look, they've had a few other things that have been a little bit higher on the priority list. Right, well, right. I, I, I personally we feel just, violated. We just spent an hour talking about the things that have been higher on the priority list. They'll get there. It'll get there. And, and when it does, we'll talk mm-hmm. about it here. I feel violated. And we'll talk it on a BCJ pod. And I'll talk about it on the radio. Like, it, you know, we're a multimedia conglomerate these days. Unreal. It is well, unreal. Like, it took a long fucking time to get here. Sorry, <laughs> oh, man. you mean my answer. I thought you meant us being a multimedia conglomerate. Take your pick. Who cares? <laughs> the house of Chad built. Not wrong. We'll see. How, we'll see how the foundation is. <laughs> Seems, but it's seems pretty strong now. Would yeah, you say it's, it's, would you say 260 bricks? 260 bricks in the foundation. Bricks. Good bricks. There we go. Good bricks. Good bricks. <laughs> well, well, guys, I this was I yet, yet again you come into it. Brady, last second removal. He'll be back next week. Honestly, it was Here good we that we it was good that we didn't have Brady this week because yeah. three hour podcast. Yeah, like there was a lot to get to without having brady which would have been awesome not right. that, that having brady on was bad right but we had a lot to unpack i got to hug him last night brent you got a you got one a of those him? one of those like dap hugs you know the, the oh, one man. the one arm brady if you're listening i'm sorry i'm not dap hugging you i'm going in for the full thing he was working <laughs> i know i'm joking but uh Kinda. probably not yeah not really <laughs> not really Anything else from you guys? Any any closing words of wisdom? I'm good. I, that was was one of the more informative shows that, that we've had. We, we've had a lot of fun shows lately because we're trying to get through summer. There was there's a lot of info in that bad boy. 
Yes, last night was. was a blast. I was just happy to be a part of it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is June 1st, and I can officially say I am still fired up. That's that's all I've got to say. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. It was, it was good to see my, my, my uncle Luke again. There you go. There you go. I missed him. We, we've sure. had some... We've had some beef between the two of us lately, so we squashed it, though, didn't we, Aaron? It was it was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes family has to work things out, and, and last right. night was a, a good time for me and Luke to to work out our differences. And you know, the end result was I told him that I'm just going to have to to call him more and bug him more, and I don't think he was too happy with that that outcome. I mean, he threatened to so, wrestle you. Wow. He, he did threaten to wrestle me, and that would have gone really, really poorly for me. With, uh, with the monster of a human, Ethan Green? No, he didn't, he didn't need any help from Ethan Green to kick okay. my ass. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, guys, I thought that was pretty phenomenal. I think it's uh, yet another week down, yet another week where Bearcat News – is is by the fold. The dogs are barking. The dogs are ready. The bear cats are back. And again, phenomenal. So that was for my good friends. And Chad Brendel. I am Brent Young. This is the BBP. Bearcats. Yeah.